Hey everyone, welcome to the 42nd episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your week. My name is Ben Ballmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. We have a very special episode lined up for you guys this week. We're going to be doing some Q&A from questions that you guys have sent us. And uh, we're also going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct that just happened. Was that not great timing, Dakota? Yeah, like, it actually it was, really was. I was yeah. right. I'm like, oh, man, what if it happens like right as we're recording or like just a few hours after? Then I was like, wait, perfect. 35 minutes starts at 2. Okay. Yeah, perfect. So we'll be talking about that today and the announcements that were made there. Uh, and I, I think that'll that'll about do it. We'll get back to our normal segments um, next next episode we just wanted to take a second to collect some ideas and talk those through before we jumped into anything else so we'll try out some q a this week and see how that goes thanks for sending all those questions okay so we do have well you know i i forgot to ask this i got i got two messages last week saying that i forgot to ask you guys what games you were playing no, and I immediately remembered, and then I was like, hmm, guess Ben doesn't care anymore, especially because I, I started only... playing the new game. And I was like, I, hmm. you honestly. Yeah, both of you. And I almost forgot. I almost forgot again. So I'll ask this week, Marcos, what have you been playing? Yo, Mario Party. That's like my new thing right now. Also, Mario some VR, Party. Also, some like Beat Saber and uh, Super Hot. Okay, because you, you tried out VR. Yeah, I actually have a system with me right now. Cool. How are you liking that? Oh, it's tons of fun. Do you, is that the kind of thing you would recommend to anybody, or is it, like, very particular? Um, I mean, if you like rhythm games, it's pretty damn great. Um, Super Hot, I think anybody would like that. Mm-hmm. I've played Super Hot, but I didn't play the VR version. I've, played, I've done VR a couple of times, but I get motion sick. I haven't oh, really? tried some of the newer updates on, uh, like, Oculus um, and Vive, but, yeah, I, I need to... I, I'm interested in it, because I like the concept. I just get sick. So yeah, I, I get I you. Do it. Mm. Uh, I think it's really fun. Yeah. Dakota, what about you? I've been playing this new game that uh, was expensive for what it was. But you know what? I was real desperate for an addition. Something similar to Harvest Moon. So it's, it's called Little Dragon's Cafe on the Switch. Ooh. I've actually heard about that. I don't know where I remember hearing about it. but uh, Probably me. Tell, yeah, t- probably. Tell us about the concept. <laughs> Um, it's, uh, I guess, you know, it's similar to like a Harvest Moon or any kind of quote unquote, like casual game, um, in the sense that like you're, it's even like more simplified than even any of those games to where it's like, you're not actually ever farming. You're just running around the world map and grabbing things off of bushes and they'll typically respawn the next day or they have a meter saying when they'll respawn. Um, and you have to raise a dragon because your mother is half dragon or something. Uh-huh. And this dragon, I don't know what the, the story doesn't make sense, but it's not about the story <laughs> with these games. <laughs> Any story where you're half dragon doesn't really <laughs> make a whole but, lot of sense. And so the, it's like all about you, you. So you have to run a cafe in her stead. And the whole goal of the game and the way you progress is actually by building like your social interactions with cafe patrons and then like the people that help work the cafe with you. That's versus like even just in farming it's about the farming and it's like there's it's about the mechanics this is like literally about the social interactions within the game which is weird and you have to cook for them so you got to cook their favorite <laughs> foods to make them happy it's like a weird mixture of sims and overcooked yeah a little bit and like there's no money in the game at all like it's super like it's 
I mean, really, really simple. Um, I, it was, I like the concept of a game being just about the relationships you have. Yeah, that's all it's about is purely the relationships. Cool. So last week I played Super Mario Bros. 3 for the first time, which is astounding to a lot of people. Uh, it, it's at such great timing because Mario Maker 2 was announced, which we'll talk about a li- in a little bit um, at the Nintendo Direct. But I, this is like one of the hardest games I've ever played. Marcos watched most of it. Uh, yeah, and I, I, got, I got better as I progressed, but man, is that game brutal. And it just gets harder and harder as it goes on. Just one of those things nobody tells you. Nobody's like, hey, just so you know, Super Mario Bros. is like one of the toughest franchises of all time. Because that's not where it is anymore. But those early Super Mario games, oof. And I've played a lot of tough platformers, but that that's one of the more difficult ones I've ever come across. So I'm glad I got through that. Um, I played a little Apex Legends. You did too, right, Marcos? You played yeah, I've been playing. It's, uh, yeah. it's fun. So... I'm hoping to get more into that this week uh, and we'll have a little update on Apex, which just got to 25 million players, which is crazy. Like yeah. it, over, over the course of one week, it it feels like it's been out a lot longer than that because of how much people are talking about it. But uh, yeah, 25 million players. That That is a crazy number. To put that in perspective, Titan, I, I believe Titanfall 2 sold 6 million copies. Jeez. So if, you, if you're wondering why they may have made that decision, um, yeah, 25 million players. That, that they recently had a uh, Easter egg discovered, right? They had like a Loch Ness I'm Monster sure. thing. I saw, I saw oh, like a right. thing on it. Like there's like 11 or so many Loch Ness Monster toys around the map. You shoot them on. There's a giant uh, phallus appears in the ocean. A phallus? As in like Dude, a penis? Yo, it... Check it out. Okay. It's practically have, a penis. I, yeah, I'll have to look. So Titanfall, I, I'm an OG Titanfall fan. So I've been, I, I literally bought the original Titanfall at midnight and then uh, played through Titanfall 2. And one of the things that I really like about the Titanfall universe is there's like this weird, there's like these weird like dragons and large um, birds that are like floating through. There's like so much backstory to the Titanfall universe. And of course, Apex is inside of the Titanfall universe, even though there's no Titans. And th- there's just a, I can tell there's going to be a lot of interesting things for them to explore in that game, even though it's just a battle royale. I mean, you've seen it with Fortnite. They'll be able to do some cool events. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay. So Marcos is still up a point on Dakota and now up two points on me. We're going to be doing You Made This from Finks the Dragon Slayer. Oh uh, and the rules will be slightly changed from last week. There's two contestants. Uh, both of you will guess the developer first and then the publisher. You get two points if you can guess the developer, and then you'll each have a chance at the publisher if you can't get this, guess the developer. If the contestants get the developer right, it's two points. Um, and again, one for publisher. Whoever comes out ahead earns a total of one point for the overall score. So right now the score is 10 to 9 to 8. If neither contestant guesses the correct answer on a single question, the host wins one point. So that's where it's changed from last week. Instead of two, if either of you guys mess up both, uh, or if both of you guys mess up, uh, both the publisher and the developer, then I earn a point. And I can earn more than one point. You guys cannot. So I, I now feel like I have the advantage here. So... 
Dakota excelled at this game last week, so we're going to start with her and go Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. Dakota, who developed Uncharted? Uncharted, Drake's Fortune? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I've, uh, wasn't it Naughty Dog? Is that your final answer? Wait, was it developed or? Per- developed, Wait, wh- yeah, developed uh, first. Yeah, I'm going to go with Naughty Dog. Okay, Marcos, what do you say? Yeah, it's Naughty Dog. It's Naughty Dog. Good job. Uh, PlayStation is the publisher, and all of the Uncharted games have been out on PlayStation consoles, starting on the PS3, ending here on the PS4. Although I don't know if they'll keep doing Naughty, or excuse me, uh, Uncharted. I'm not sure if that's something they plan on continuing after the Lost Legacy. I know, theoretically, 4 is supposed to be Drake's last game, but we know how that goes, uh, a.k.a. God of War. Did anybody play that DLC? I did not. I, did <laughs> I thought you were saying, did anybody play God of War? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of people played God of War. Uh, okay, Watch Dogs. Marcos, who developed Watch Dogs? That is... Uh, Ubisoft? Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'll say Ubisoft. Dakota, who developed yeah, That's Watch a Dogs? That's... That's my homie Ubisoft's game. It is. You guys are two. Okay, you're killing it today. Two for two. Uh, currently, we're you guys are both tied at four points. Here's a little tougher of one. Fallout New Vegas, Dakota. Oh, this is some like, isn't it? Uh, uh, Obsidian did them originally. Fallout New Vegas was like, oh, I fucking don't know. Some like <laughs> obscuro people. Hmm. I, I know it's not i'm just gonna say what obsidian i don't know i'm gonna say obsidian is that your final answer yes yes okay yes. marcos yeah i'll stick with obsidian it that is obsidian right. oh yeah oh yeah so uh yeah. this is where it actually i think you've got it a little backwards bethesda um bethesda now develops fallout and they they even developed fallout 3 and then what most people consider to be the best version of their more recent fallouts fallout new vegas uh, Obsidian developed that one. It was a one-off development. It was very odd. They are now making a game called The Outer Worlds, which is yeah gathering a lot of hype. I knew that Fallout New Vegas wasn't Bethesda because of that reason, because everyone likes Fallout New Vegas as right. the best one, and Bethesda didn't make it. I, I thought I Obsidian wish I had something to do with like one and two or something. I thought I they can't did. remember. That's a good question, Dakota. I should fact check that. I can't. I've played both of them. I don't remember who developed either. Okay, so you guys are three for three. That you're putting me to shame here, <laughs> uh, Marcos. You're gonna go first. Conquer's bad fur day. Yo, that's a uh, rare or rare wear. Yeah. Dakota, did you say me? Yeah, my headset cut out. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, isn't that the wasn't that a rare game? It was a rare game. Four for four. The weird one here. I was hoping it would get to this. Is THQ develop or publish the game in Europe? Uh, whereas I think, was it Rare? It must have, yeah, so Rare developed it in North America. So THQ really? handling it. Yeah, kind of a weird, so weird. weird thing. Yeah. Hmm. I thought Rare was uh, Europe-based. Uh, could be. I don't know. No, well, they're English. not. They're not. I don't think they're English. Huh. Right? All right. I, I just like I like people like Grant Kirkhope and like David Wise. They always they every time I see like an interview with them, they always sound English. So I guess they I, sound English. I mean, it, it sounds like it, man. It okay. looks like they uh, have biscuits with their tea. Okay, is that racist? <laughs> racist. I guess technically that was the wrong yes. thing, my friend. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I don't know. We'll 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 fact check on where where rare is from. Uh, okay, so here's the toughest one, <laughs> Dakota. I'm starting with you. Mario hoops three on three. <laughs> what? What? Yep. Is this how, a real what? game? Is I'm just game? gonna. What the fuck? What? What? How old is this? Probably when Space Jam came uh, out. I look this they, up. They, they, were, they, were, they were climbing on that Space Jam hype. I feel like you've used that as a point of reference now, like four different times. <laughs> Are you Jam? obsessed with Space Jam? Is, is like everybody a, at some point in their life? I'll Mario just say Strikers Nintendo. I don't know. Nintendo. This was released in 2006. 2006. What? Yeah. Mario, who's so, like, sorry, uh, Dakota? Did you give an answer? I just, I'm just saying Nintendo because I don't okay. know. Sure, Marcos. Yo, this is wild. Uh, I'll say Nintendo. Could it be it's anybody else other than Nintendo? It's not Nintendo. <laughs> who the hell? Who did Nintendo give Mario the rights to? Okay, well, the rights who, to Mario. This is not the only time this company. If I'll give you a further hint here, um, for you, you can't guess it. But uh, this is not the only time this particular developer has developed a Mario game. So, not the only time Nintendo had Oh, it. I know who it yeah. is. So, okay, who published Mario Hoops 3 on 3, Dakota? Uh, uh, this was 2006? Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, wait, published? <laughs> yeah, published. <laughs> uh, I don't Nintendo? I don't know. I, the okay. only thing I can think of is Ubisoft. Like, you know what? Ubisoft, what? whatever. Ubisoft? Like, didn't Ubisoft. they do the Rabbids game? They did, yeah, they did. do Rabbids, yeah. There, there you go. Mario and Rabbids, Ubisoft. I don't know. So is that our final Sue answer? Sue me. Sue me. <laughs> final answer? Yeah. Okay, Marcos, who published this game? Yeah, it's Nintendo. Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo did it. So Marcos will earn a point here. That okay. was a really hotly contested battle. I like... I, listen... You can't take anything for granted because I may have tried to trip you up there. Maybe. Yeah, you did. Because I was who, like, you said it was, they they made a Mario game before. So I'm who, like, Ubisoft? Who no, no. So, I don't know. Yeah, so that was, I was re- referencing the developer there. That was Square Enix. <laughs> <laughs> Square Enix did uh, Mario Hoops 3 on 3. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Was that like on Wii? Nintendo DS. Uh, what? Wow! Of course it was. I never, I never heard of it. Speaking yeah. of Nintendo, we got a Nintendo Direct today, and yeah. lots of interesting things announced. And I think maybe more interesting to our panel, lots of things ignored, if you will, uh, because they did. There were several times where they'd stopped the Nintendo Direct, and they were like, "Hey, we bet you're wondering about this particular game, but don't Let's worry, give you a little update." Yeah, don't worry, because we have a little update for you. But you know what game they didn't do that for, Dakota? No, you don't. Wow. You're just trying to stop <laughs> me right now, aren't you? <laughs> they <laughs> didn't do it for Animal slapping. Crossing. Or Pokemon. So, I, I was watching... Or Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I was watching uh, the uh, Justin on the After Dark was doing like a... Just chatting, like watching the Direct with his right. on stream. So I was watching it with him. So they didn't do it with Pokemon 8 either. Which is what they were all looking forward to. Sure. Just so, saying. I'm not the yeah. only one being slapped here. No, not at all. <laughs> and I, I understand anybody whose expectation here was 
Animal Crossing or Pokemon, how you'd be disappointed. Marcos, were you we'll we'll get into like the the leads here in a second. Marcos, were you disappointed by the Nintendo? Nah, man. I had a pretty good time. Yeah, me too. So I think this this comes down to expectations. I did not say I was disappointed. Just saying I, thought, I got slapped. I thought you said before, <laughs> we, before we were recording, you said something about being like super bummed. I mean, I said it, it sucked, but also it was a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going off of. So just for our <laughs> listeners, <laughs> I'm not making stuff up. Okay. Uh, so the first thing that they announced was Mario Maker 2. I was on the bus. I was I was getting home from class. Guys, I sprinted to the bus to get there in time. Sprinted. I was sweating. So then the bus is taking forever. It's about to drop me off. So I pull up uh, the, the stream on my phone. I see Mario Maker 2 announced and I, I let go of a fuck yes. I was so excited. I had to verbally express my excitement to a, a bunch of homeless people and students just <laughs> looking to get back to their apartment. <laughs> Um, so Mario Maker 2, they didn't really, they said that there's new stuff coming. I think most people expected a Mario Maker port. That's, that's what, what we're I getting. thought. We're getting that's a what sequel. I thought when they announced it. Then they said, it's two. And I'm like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Well. I've, and I feel like that's a little bit like of the, this people first were expecting a Smash port. And then we end up getting a Smash, you know, like Smash Ultimate. So we end up getting a sequel there. So I think Nintendo knows all they have to do is add a little bit, like sprinkle in some additions. And people will be excited. Uh, it, it, the interface looked a little interesting, Marcos. Did you pick up anything from the way that the game was created? Uh, not really, no. I was more in awe of the fact that they were playing uh, Super Bell Hill, like, yeah. the trailer, and mm-hmm. uh, I was swooning. Yeah. So it, it looked like they, instead, obviously there's no touchscreen on the Switch. The functionality um, is entirely different. So I should correct myself. There is touchscreen functionality on the Switch. It does not look like this game will be utilizing it, at least uh, not in the docked mode, since there's no feasible way for them to do that right now. <laughs> um, so it did look like there was some sort of little like circular panel that you could click the item from, sort of like you might if you're playing Gears of War or something, and like you have a weapon wheel or Doom, oh, okay. I guess, right? And then you just select the item and you you place it down. So that looks to be about how functional it is. Uh, Dakota, are you interested in Mario Maker 2? I, I know you're kind of not super into platformers. Is this game still one that can appeal to you because of it, the creativity involved? Um, it could just because I would like to maybe make some something silly on there. But right. probably at the price of 60 bucks. Uh, Did I say 60? No, I mean they didn't say it, but yeah, that's probably they probably <laughs> if, it, if it was a port, they probably would have had to put it at forty. So I wonder if that's not why we got the Mario Maker two, at, like the only way to convince people that it's worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, I still right. would have paid the sixty. Mm, me too. Yeah, yeah I'm not in, in, into platformers or generally Mario enough to warrant getting it at sixty. Sure. Yeah, I think I, I I really liked the first Mario Maker, and that was kind of before I got into the Mario franchise. And one of the things I like about it is just, like, you can be super creative, not just in terms of, like, artistic design, but you can make super complex puzzles and, I mean, obviously tricky platforming if you want. It's The concept is really great. I think the concept of a Mario Maker is really great. I'm still holding out hope that someday we get, like, a 
a Zelda maker or something like that where we can make Ooh, our own make dungeons. Your own dungeon. I think I'd like that better. But um, yeah, now I'm, you're I'm, now you're spilling the tea. <laughs> spilling the tea. <laughs> um, so they had a couple other smaller announcements that I'll just I'll kind of breeze through, and you guys can catch me up if there's anything that you wanted to talk about in particular. Um, we got a hell a, a port from Hellblade, right? Is it? It's Hellblade. Yeah, yeah Hellblade. Hellblade it was sacrifice, right? Um, but, so that's getting a port, which is interesting because that seems like a super high um, intensity game for the Switch. Like, I, I wonder how it'll run. But we it looked the yeah, best out looked, of all the other ports they yeah, showed it off. Yeah, it did. It didn't look bad. They, we also got Dead by Daylight. Which looked like garbage. <laughs> it looked bad. It looked really bad. You know what else looked bad, Dakota? That Assassin's Creed 3 remake. Oh, yep. That looks... I don't know why they decided to remake literally the worst addition to the franchise. Like, yeah. of all of them. Why didn't they do least Like, two. Yeah, I don't Easy know. Easy Money, two. The Ezio Trilogy, four. Did so, they not like, already do an Ezio trilogy? Am I making that up? I remember that being a thing. No, that's like an actual like, like thing you can buy, yeah. like for PS3, PS4. So they but is for this, the Switch. So the Assassin's Three Creed Three remake is only coming to Switch then. As far as I'm, yeah, I don't think they have like a. I could look it up, but I don't okay, think yeah, they remake check two. That. That's very interesting. Um, so some other things, and I know a lot of people are excited about this. Final Fantasy VII is coming to Switch and nine, which is releasing like by the time we'll have finished this podcast, it should have already released on the Switch. Yeah. So Marcos, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, I'm one of those uh, heathens that don't like Final Fantasy IX. So, uh, oh, yeah. And I already own all of them on my PS3, so I don't see much of a reason for me to buy it on Switch. Interesting. Even yeah. though the the portability... I mean, if I wanted to play Final Fantasy VII on the go, I have my PSP. Okay. There yeah. Fair enough. Uh, so then we also got a game announcement. Astral Chain from mm. Platinum, yeah. which is pretty interesting. Who, uh, Who is Platinum, Marcus? What games have they made before? Oh, man. They've made the Bayonetta series. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of recently, they've made the absolutely godlike Nier Automata. Yes. So is this the same development team behind that was behind Nier, or is do we? They know? said it was the same uh, director for behind same Nier director. Automata, but I don't think it didn't say anything about the team. Right, it's it's sure. a little hard to parse those types of details out yeah. <laughs> right now, at least. Um, so yeah, that I'm looked excited. interesting. Yeah, what kind of game was it? It looks action. I don't know if it's gonna have like RPG elements. It looks. Like, it's going to have a partner system because they showed off, I think, four different characters. So do you think co-op? That's the thing they were saying. Like, they were, like, they, they were being discreet on how the uh, other characters were going to impact the gameplay. But, uh, you know, co-op would be sick. Co-op would be fun. Yeah, it looked like the kind of game. It had, like, a, it, it felt super blue to me. Like, the... Um... The art style, like everything was had some sort of blue, like some sort of uh, dark shade of blue. Yeah, you're so, some kind of cops. Yeah, yeah, really interesting. I don't know. It was almost it was raining the whole time. Like it was very atmospheric. It didn't it didn't look great, but like atmospheric. It was very anime. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, half of the games they showed off were anime. <laughs> yes, they also yeah, did. That's actually great. <laughs> <laughs> they made a point of showing off uh, three houses, the new Fire Emblem, and that it looks good. 
Yeah, it looked good. I thought that looked the best of all of the anime looking games that like had the be- the design that caught my eye. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dakota, I are you was... into that series? Nope. I've all of these JRPGs that they were showing that's why I assumed the Astral whatever chain, Astral Chain game was a JRPG because they showed off a lot a lot they of did. JRPGs. Yeah. So I assumed it just was one. But not like a fantasy JRPG, but like a fun cyberpunk one, which is kind of a nice change of pace. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never like Dragon Quest, don't know Jack Diddle. <laughs> Final Fantasy. No or whatever. I don't know nothing about none of these games, and I can't think of none of their names. <laughs> you got them right. Dragon Quest announced some sort of like uh, ultimate My- edition. Yeah, I don't know. Minecraft? <laughs> they had Minecraft mode? Oh, oh, you're talking about uh, Dragon Quest uh, Builders 2. Yeah. Yeah, so, that one's weird. I don't play yeah. those games, but uh, I have played some of the Dragon Quest games. And the fact that they made uh, exclusive deluxe edition for the Switch is whack because i have 11 on ps4 so now you can't get the exclusive edition unless you pay up yeah it's like i am Satsuna. we had to buy it a second time because they had this exclusive dungeon and i wasn't gonna miss out on it i watched a good amount of dragon quest 11 and one of the things that i picked up was the side quest seemed really interesting so i think now for me the only way i play these big long rpgs is if i have them on switch that's the only way that i don't there's no other place to like for me to fit it in my schedule, especially with streaming. It's like I can't I just I don't stream those types of games. So the only way I'm going to play them is before I go to sleep on my switch or, you know, if, like I'm on an airplane or whatever. So I don't know. It's, I'm a great series. it's the yeah. granddaddy of RPGs. Mm-hmm. Speaking of I Am Setsuna, they had like another JRPG mm. looking game by the people that did I Am Setsuna. That yeah, do you I remember the remember name the for name this? I, I was trying to write this down. We were our recording like immediately after it ended. So I was trying I'm to write stuff down. I'm looking it up right now. It okay. started with an O and it was... Octopath Traveler? Okay. Uh... <laughs> the first game that comes up was Onigiri Switch. Oh. Yeah, uh, well, that's it. Well, it was someone... it? Oh no, Onimaki. No, Onimaki. Onimaki. Okay. That looked good. Yeah, that looked really good. I I was a fan of that as well. I should have written it down. Uh, So yeah, I thought overall pretty good showing. Like they they packed a lot of stuff into 35 minutes. Only a few big game announcements. The last one, Marcos, what was the last game that they announced for the uh, at the Nintendo Direct? Yeah, I was really mad at you guys. Why were you mad? The last game because for the the first five messages. During the whole like chat thing, everybody was saying Chrono, Chrono, and I was taking a sip oh. of water. I was taking a glass <laughs> of water, and on the corner of my eye, I saw Chrono, and y'all were like already like twenty seconds ahead, and I was like, no, no. And then I saw Zelda like fill up the line. I was, oh, I was and you don't so like mad. Zelda. It's not that I don't like Zelda. I just don't care about it. You know what? I don't like Zelda. <laughs> so they announced the Legend of Zelda's Link's Awakening a. Uh, a remake like it is totally remade so it's not just ported it's it's getting almost sort of the link between worlds treatment except better like it looks yeah. it looks good it looks um, so good i'm so yeah, mad i'm inter- i was disappointed because i've been wanting a skyward sword remake yes. for a long time <laughs> but as one of what? our our many uh discord members pointed out this is probably good news dakota for a skyward sword 
remake at some point, right? Like if they do Link's Awakening, they gotta do Skyward Sword. That's true. The my other grievance was this game looked uh, ugly. Do you think this game looked ugly? What? Yeah, no, I Marcos was not and I disagreed that it. it looks great. Yeah, yeah that's why I had to bring horrible. in the hot. Okay, tell us about it. What, what don't you like? I I'm not I'm generally just not a fan of these kind of like I I think even I was I was watching Justin's stream I was like I there's another game where the like the character models just like look small and like stunted and I hate when they look like that they look just, stout <laughs> they're cute and I, stout and oh. I hate his little face like <laughs> I hate his little face <laughs> like what it's like in uh a link between worlds like I like how that looks but this I don't know it's just it looks a little Mario esque to me and I don't like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> It's like rounded. It reminds yeah, me of that I'm... super 3D hot heroes game. I yeah, that's just 3D called. dot heroes. Yeah, yeah, that one. PS3. Mm. It's it's okay. not even like I just. It's, I don't know. I'm not a fan of this particular one. Like I like how Phantom Hourglass looks and the, the Train Legend of Zelda and A Link Between Worlds, which are similar, but this didn't do it for me. Okay, this is meh. Fair enough. Okay, so now for some disappointing news before we get to the Q&A. Activision Blizzard reported record revenues after laying off 800 workers this week. This is just super sad for several reasons. a tenth of their workforce. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, So, I mean, it's, it's hard to grapple with this at all. I would like us to do a larger episode on this kind of thing. Um, because we've talked a lot about loot boxes. We've talked a lot about the way that publishers are trying to monetize their games. But one of the things we don't often mention is that in all of this, they're making a ton of money and they're actually firing people. They're, they're cutting down on the cost of their workforce. And in this case, 800 workers um, laid off after. And it's just like, it really sucks because almost immediately after they they report these record numbers that they had last year. So it's like, okay, then why did you just lay off a ton of your team? And this this is something we'll have to talk about in the future. But there is a growth mindset uh, in in the video game industry right now, and it's that if it doesn't, it can't just be that you made a lot of money. It has to be that you made a lot more money than you made last year, because it's grow, grow, grow. And then when and the only and way I'll, to actually do that is to cut people. Right. Right. Because they don't want to cut their own salaries. But that this nope. is a conversation that I could go off on. Yes, and I think we probably should. I think we should probably save this for maybe this could be next week's episode. Uh because I am I am furious about the kind of practices that are taking place. One There's thing I a- should note is that there there's this story going around that I remember from a couple of years ago about uh was it Miyamoto? Uh, Marcos, who took the salary cut, he took like yeah, some super. Oh, no, it was wasn't it a Wada? It was a Wada. It was Wada. Yeah. yeah, and he yeah because the story started going around when he when he died a couple of years ago. Yeah, and um, so Wada took a pay cut, rather like a pretty significant pay cut, rather than fire anybody uh, at Nintendo when the Wii U around. wasn't doing well. Like imagine. Imagine the difference between those two people. Imagine the difference. I mean, I don't know that there's any one person at Activision who made this decision, but just like the heartlessness, it's it's infuriating. So we'll talk about this next week. We'll let Dakota go off. 
just imagine like <laughs> you guys did great we made so much more money here's your uh yeah. here's your termination papers thanks for what you did bye oh by the way we hit record numbers so <laughs> yeah they like who you so this, oh, in the boy. same week in the same week you announced these two things unbelievable I think there was another one where it's like I, I if I if we talk about it next week I'll find the article. But okay. it's like hey, EA's you know hiring a new CEO head like a new headman or they're trying to yeah, give him a bonus so they fired a hundred people and then gave uh, some big wig uh, fat bonus or something and I'm like hmm mm-hmm. okay I think that may have even been Activision again I don't, I can't say for sure we'll, I don't remember we'll, yeah that's why I was like I wasn't sure if it was yeah. Activision I thought it was EA but... oh, disgusting okay so let's talk about something lighthearted uh battle yes. royale Tetris wait what you forgot about Tetris 99 how could you forget about Tetris I 99? didn't even I I had this nowhere <laughs> planned in our episode today tell me about the battle this royale the direct. I missed it <laughs> what it's yeah, literally I, Tetris I Battle Royale. Coffee or something. It's a Tetris Battle Royale. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, actually, I don't need that explained. I'm 100% in. It's uh, free. <laughs> Go download it right now. As long cool. as you have the, uh, a shadow drop. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. So I, there, beyond just the, the Battle Royale Tetris, there is one story that I really like this week, and I know you are both aware of it. Capcom added uh, like dozens of soundtracks to oh, Spotify yeah? this week. Just like Two dumped dozen? them on. Yeah. I, I added Ooh. I added Marcos on Twitter. I was like, look at this. Yeah. They added so much. And not even like just the usual like Street Fighter, Mega Man, Monster Hunter. They added a too. lot yeah. of stuff. They added like yeah. some like Dino Crisis from like back in like 1987. Yeah, it was wild. So uh, the interesting thing here is that I don't know how many people um, recall our copyright episode, episode, (laughs) uh, our copyright episode. But one of the things that we don't talk about often is that video game music is sort of used interchangeably. We even use video game music for some of our podcasts. Uh, The Ludo Narrative podcast uses music. Of course, we, we do our best to go out of our way to purchase the material before we use it. And to credit the um, the uh, the composer once once the episode is over, but it's really hard. One of the weird things about video game music is that it's not always available to purchase, and it's there's this weird back and forth between fair use uh, in terms of can we use this game while we're t- can we use this music while we're talking about the game? Um, where where can we listen to this music legally? Like obviously it's. A lot of this stuff is just up on YouTube already. So it's great to have like a place where you can go and say, hey, I can like listen to this music. I can give the composer all the credit in the world for, you know, listening to their score on on Spotify. And I, I hope this is like the, the trend. I hope this is the trend. I want to see more video game music. I hope so, yeah. too, because it's so hard trying to find video game music to listen to. So hard. Too hard. And the only way to do it really is YouTube right now like that so this is kind of the first step in a positive direction if you're into that kind of thing okay so let's break here uh and take a second to thank our patreon members you can check us out over at patreon.com slash epilogue gaming we're at an all-time high closing closer in on 200 dollars for the uh spoiler cast podcast um which we'll be talking more about soon 
which I know, and I know Dakota is very excited about that. Yes. How, how close are we, Dakota? Like within ten bucks, I think. Uh, right. I think it's 11. 11 bucks. And you know how tempted I've been. I'm like, oh, I could just up my Patreon <laughs> subscription and just boom. You're not allowed to are. do that. We have to do it organically. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, which is why I yeah. haven't done it. You don't know how hard I've been holding back. I, so I know. But we've been we've been moving up. Thanks, everybody, for your support. I do want to take a second to thank our new members, Kat and Andy Plays, and also our gold tier and above members, Matt Buchanan, Tina Jameson, Finks the Dragon Slayer, Draft Josh, Disney lover for life, sell you her, chocolate chip pancakes, and X creations. We have such a wonderful group of supportive individuals. Thank you guys for helping us out. Go check us out, patreon.com slash epilogaming. Okay. So, we took questions. Uh, I apologize. I wish I had notified people of this on the episode. I'm sure a lot of you guys would have liked to send in questions, and I just kind of missed it. We did it over Discord, um, and I sent out an email to our various website subscribers. If that's a thing you're interested in, you can go do that. Um, so, and a few of you have actually sent in questions that I had missed since season two started. So I, I got I got to a few of those. Let's start with uh, a question from. Let's see. Let's let's start with a with an easy one. Hyven asks what are our predictions for future smash bros characters now we we've done so poorly on predicting this particular thing marcos and dakota i think we should come together with four predictions as a team of three here and move forward with those i'm not letting go of goku Duh, that's just not gonna happen though <laughs> well it's two versus one you kind of lose yeah oh. i agree i'm 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 vetoing oh. that one Fine. Craig. Craig is the new Smash character. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Sora. That makes sense. It does make a little sense. I think I think it would have made more sense to do before Kingdom Hearts 3, but maybe Square Enix didn't want the spotlight off of Kingdom Hearts 3, so... Still, no Kingdom Hearts 3 or any Kingdom Hearts games on the Switch. That's where it kind of... I'm like, alright, well... I mean, Persona 5 isn't on Switch. No Persona game. That's fair. That's totally fair. Is that true? None in general? They're all on uh, Sony. Sony. Okay. Yeah. Shouts to Atlas. Good points. All right. So we'll go with Sora. Dakota, do you have any Smash predictions? Um. uh... What about Tom Nook? What? Uh, Would I love that? But I don't think it'll happen. Why not? They already put Canela. I just, uh, they got, you know, Villager, they got Isabel. That's only two. Yeah. yeah but I don't, would they really put in Tom Nook? No. Why not? The hell of it. They, already, they just added I- Isabella. Don't think they would. If anything, I think they would add a, um, what is it called? Like a clone fighter, a zero fighter, whatever. An Echo? Oh, Echo? Yeah. An Echo? I think they would make an Echo for Isabella that's Digby, which is like her brother. Digby. I think that'd be that's an easy addition. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll want to say that then. Um, Are we not? We not actually predicting that. I don't think oh. that's real either. You don't think that's real? Okay. What about Shovel Knight? We've got the <sighs> DLC coming up. I would love Shovel Knight to be real, but like he's a he's an assist trophy. So yeah. Well, Ouija's an assist trophy. We all know he's coming down the pipe. He's not coming. <laughs> he's not coming. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's 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 get let's get one or two here. 
like legitimate predictions. Shots what about Banjo? Microsoft's going to do something at some point. It's going to happen. Banjo. You know what? I'd buy that. Okay. No, I'd I'm buy out. Banjo. You're out? No, we got I'm a two out. for one. We're in. We're in. The podcast is in. All right. One more. Uh, you guys. Goku. <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm not uh, even going you know what i might they're they're announcing all these jrpgs i i might yeah. go off you know maybe a, a what a dragon quest character or something that they that or that seemed pretty crazy you know oh, like alistair yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't know nothing that i i i could see that okay so you know we'll or that. a monster hunter character what yeah. is the um the platformer that people are there was like a, a potential leak i i didn't follow through on it the um Oh, she's a pirate. Oh, you're thinking of Shantae? Shantae, yeah. She's a belly dancer, but yeah. Yeah, oh, I thought she was a pirate. Well, she's, she's like a, a genie girl. or some shit. Yeah, she, you're right. uh, Her other friend is a pirate. Risky. Okay, got yeah. it. So that could be another one. Yeah, I'm. The thing is, is Nintendo mentioned that uh, they the following DLC characters were ones we wouldn't expect. So that kind of makes everything more oh. difficult. Yeah, they it it seems like we'll be getting more along the lines of Joker and less along the lines of like an additional Animal Crossing character. That makes right like plant. Oh boy. Yeah, I could see something like Dry Bones or something though. I don't know. That'd be wild. Yeah, I could see more Mario. They don't make this easy. No, they do not. (laughs) It's really hard. There's a reason we always are bad at this. We were bad at it when we were predicting characters that we're going to come out and we're probably bad with the DLC. So we'll, we'll wait and um, see what happens there. Okay. Here's another question. This is from sell you her. Do you think we've finally seen the last of the shoehorn multiplayer into every game, whether it fits or not game design fad? If so, what do you think will take its place next? So this is kind of like, do you remember mass effect mass effect added uh, horde mode? Yeah, they did like some multiplayer. Um, the Last of Us did multiplayer. The, sometimes people like this stuff. Like I know a lot of people like Last of Us multiplayer, but it definitely feels shoehorned in. So I, I think even Cell's alluding to this. We're we kind of haven't seen a whole lot of this recently. Um, so do you think we're finally done, Marcos? What was the most recent time we saw something like this? That's a good question. I'm trying to think. If anything, it's starting to work backwards, like when Titanfall 2 or Star Wars Battlefront. Like, Star Wars Battlefront 2 could have just not been a Star Wars campaign, (laughs) but they (laughs) they added it in there. You know, it's like, because people... So it's almost as if we're seeing the opposite now. Um, Yeah, there's got to be something, but off the top of my head, I can't can't think of any examples. I mean, that's a pretty good sign if we can't think of one, yeah. I think it seems pretty right. Right. Um, as to what would replace it, uh, yeah. I'm not too sure. Um, I think I think ultimately the re- the replacement and this sucks is uh, multi or online components in single player games. Uh. So in a good world, that <laughs> means leaderboards like in Super Mario Odyssey, where you can like do the little speed running thing, or like the oh, balloon okay. finder game. Like that's fun. In a bad world, it means you know, loot boxes where you're comparing with your friends how much currency you have or or something along those lines. Um, I think this could be good or bad, but I think for the most part, online components like microtransactions working their way into offline single-player games 
is not good, obviously. I would rather have the shoehorned multiplayer games. Um, like, if we were to see invasions, like, behind Ooh. Dark Souls in well, Sekiro. I don't feel like that's shoehorned. That feels like a very, like, purposefully put in part of the game. Like, I don't know. Not you know, gimmicky. De- I think we're looking five is going to have something like that, right? Really? It's not a not versus like you, an, an opponent isn't going to show up, but there are moments in the game where you're going to have companions and people can join in on you. See, that's neat. That's neat. So I'm looking for more things that are like being forced into the experience. And I, I think I think that's kind of, you know, unfortunately where microtransactions are at. Yeah. But yeah, I can't I can't think of anything outside of that. Dakota, do you have anything in mind? I think uh gone are we of the days of shoehorning in multiplayer mini games or whatever. But I think they are going to try like, hey, look, you can uh, summon people in single player. Like, I don't want that. Or they're going to try and force <laughs> in weird battle royales. And I'm like, no, this isn't what yeah, I that's, want. That's the, that's the actual answer here is that we're going to start getting battle royales in every um, video game experience. Uh, I, think, I think that's more it. Like, if we're looking at multiplayer games, every multiplayer game is going to have a battle royale mode. So we could expand on this. Oh, I, I don't know. That's that's a loaded question. I, I am worried that we're going to start seeing more of what happened with Titanfall and that games will start transitioning to the most popular fad halfway through their development, like Titanfall 3 did. Uh, now, this start, sort of branches off the question, but I would anticipate that Apex Legends is not the last time we hear about a game that started developing something single player and turned into something multiplayer instead. So, um, something to keep an eye on, I guess. Okay, along those same lines, Hyven again asked, uh, how will multiplayer games be affected by the Battle Royale genre moving forward? Um, This is interesting, Marcos. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, (coughs) I don't think it'll be affected too much. I mean, the multiplayer games I play are stuff like Destiny. And, uh, Destiny games. could easily have a battle royale mode in its next game. I think it, it would be weird though. It would the way that loot yeah. systems work in Destiny. Like, are you going to drop with your loadouts, or do you have to loot the uh, exotics and stuff? Right. Like, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know I... if it would fit in Destiny. And if they shoehorn it in Destiny Three, it'd be. Uh, I wouldn't like that. I think we're less likely to get that now that it's just Bungie <clears throat> instead of yeah. Activision. Dakota, about Halo Infinite? I don't. Uh, I think they already said Halo Infinite. Thank God is not getting a battle royale. Yeah, but what if it turns into a battle royale? Well, the weird thing about Halo is that it kind of is a battle royale. I was already. gonna say, isn't it like inherently because you're just trying to survive? Yeah, it's it's a lot about like map control and weapons are scattered throughout the map. It's just the weapons aren't random and there's no like mechanic in which you die and and leave. But there's certain things that would have made Halo kind of interesting as a battle royale, but they've already said they're not doing that. I'm, I'm very pleased. I'm very cool. pleased. I think that was a good move. Anyway, Dakota, what do you think? Uh, about the battle royales? Yeah, do you think... Uh, how do you think it'll affect multiplayers moving forward? Do you think more games will start incorporating battle royale? Do you think 
Uh, as long as the Battle Royale is popular, it's going to be forced in. Yeah. I think I think from a like a meta perspective, Hyven, one of the things to look out for here is as I sort of mentioned with Cell's question, a lot of games are gonna start with a concept, maybe a cool concept, and then they will pivot to something more popular. Battle Royale has shown that you can do that, whether it's been Fortnite or Titanfall turning into Apex Legends, or you know, even what presumably was a Call of Duty single player campaign then being turned into Battle Royale. Like, you can imagine that a lot of these games that we were, we're seeing in development will eventually pivot to whatever the most popular thing is. And as long as that's Battle Royale, I, I, see, I foresee a lot of instances of people trying because it's worth the effort. It's, I mean, we can look at something like Apex Legends and say that was worth a try for them, no matter what. Like, at this point, they've probably already <laughs> made more money than they did in Titanfall 2. So... It's sad, but that's just the nature of how these things work. And for me, I would rather people come up with new and interesting ideas and instead of taking these older concepts. Because how are we going to get our next Battle Royale genre if people don't experiment? Uh, so, I don't know. Interesting question. Um, okay. <laughs> Here's a funny one from Roymaster4. What video game character do you most want to bang? Marcos. Mm, Lord. This is a tough one. There's so many. So many. (laughs) There really are, man. I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Do you guys want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Mario. Easy. Easy. This is easy. Mario is the most popular. He is by far the most popular video game character in the world. He's got a big butt. He's he's got a nice stable family for support only, in case only I only one I of you decide. can have the big butt in the relationship. <clears throat> That's okay. I'm joking. That's okay. I can't. I hate this. <laughs> oh boy. Um, ooh. Ooh. I hate this. Um, Mario, easy answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dakota. Okay, one up me then. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> my my dad is calling me. I, I got I got some shit to do. <laughs> Marcos, oh, it's so hard. If I have to pick one, you uh, get to pick one. I get to pick one. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Like, how far do I want to expose my fetishes? <laughs> Oh lord! Not very, not very. The answer is for this podcast, not very much. <laughs> we're looking, we're looking for something very simple, very simple. Simple, yeah. Uh, the problem is, like, does two B even have a vagina? Like, is that where we're at? Right now? Oh. Okay, that's where we're ending. Yep, Marcus, <laughs> Marcus is. Two B, Dakota. Do you, I can't do you want to put an answer in here? My my first thought was like, I guess two B is hot, but then I was like, eh, there's probably someone better out there. It was either two B or Dante. Dante's real, yeah. real close to Kerrigan. I feel like two B is the most recent, like popular one. That's yeah, that's, that's yeah. Don't, I don't know. Don't searching for two B. This is hard because I don't. When I play video games, I don't inherently think, "Wow, I want a bang." Not even Mario. <laughs> <laughs> 
I I wanted part of me wants to say something funny, but part of me is like say the funny thing. Say the funny thing, and we'll move on. Donkey Kong. All right. Oh boy, I like leader of the bunch. Leader. (laughs) Okay, here's a uh, slightly more serious question from Artemis. What are your guys' E3 predictions this year? I, I will probably get to. We did an E3 predictions episode last year, so we'll probably do the same thing. Um, but there's a, there's a deeper question buried here. What do you think about Sony seemingly backing out of all future E3 events? And overall, what does the future of E3 look like with one of the big boys? I would posit this isn't already the biggest of boys in Sony uh, stepping down. Marcos, what do you think here? You're our, our resident Sony expert. What does this mean? I don't think it means much for Sony. With TGS being a thing, or uh, what, is it, what are they called? The TGAs? Or the Tokyo Game are you Show? Ta- or the PlayStation are you talking about Tokyo Game Show or the, the, the Game Awards? I was thinking of the Game Awards and also Tokyo Game Show and also okay. PlayStation Experience. But they didn't do PlayStation Experience this year. Yeah, this year. Okay, that's, does that's that mean meaningful. they'll do it next year? Maybe? I have no idea. But I think there are other uh, platforms for them to uh, drop any major announcements. Like, at this point, they would show up at E3 to show off the PlayStation 5. That's about it. Right. But So they just recently had an interview, I think it was with IGN, where they kind of alluded to this might not be a just one-year thing. Yeah. So, Dakota, Marco says that there are other platforms for Sony to deliver this kind of, you know, big news. But why not E3 then? Why not? Like, if, okay, you have this news and you're just going to do some other event, What what is the point in not sticking with E3? Yeah, I've got no clue. Because uh, to me, it seems like dumb and pointless. Like, why leave? If you're just going to host your own thing and then it's going to flop, most likely. Maybe uh maybe it might just be a a monetary thing. If they host their own event, they don't have to rent out space and uh what the Microsoft. Maybe they're just pit bitter and don't want to give Microsoft money to rent out space for their stuff. To be yeah. angry. Well, I think I, so maybe a, I don't know. I have no yeah, idea honestly. I so I think Microsoft Theater is the one where Microsoft hosts their E3 event now, but they're still it's still the Los Angeles Convention Center. At least it was when I went. The last time I went, it was the LA Convention Center. So I don't know. I think there's probably something a, to that, though. It could be a cost thing, yeah. Because then, I mean, you still yeah. have to pay for travel. And it's not like you're just paying for travel for one person. It's for a bunch of people. You got to pay people to be there. You got to rent out. You gotta, is, they got to plan these huge things. Dakota, so, this is Sony we're talking about. Sony. Like, yeah. if you don't have the money to do this kind of thing, then... I can't and believe Activ- that. And Activision just laid off uh, 800 of its workers. Yeah. After a, fi- a good financial <laughs> That's a good year. Point. Yeah. So-, so it could just be them trying to cut costs at all opportunity. I Here's my hypothesis, or at least it was. I'm a little less sure now. Uh, I, I had heard a rumor, you know, before I think it's become a little bit more of the popular opinion, that Sony was not at all ready for to present the PlayStation 5. And that they suspect that Microsoft will be presenting the next Xbox uh, at E3 this year. And they just didn't want to have that kind of competition. Where they, they'd rather see what Microsoft has to offer and then adapt from there. Which makes total sense, right? So yeah, yeah. not I going to E3. that's what we've all been talking about since it announced they wouldn't be going. 
Right. So I think E3, that's everyone can agree on that. Yeah, it makes sense, right, in that context. But to not do it in future years. Did they I, say for sure they're not doing it no, in the future? They have not. But they they have started to allude to the fact that they might not do it in the future. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I Artie, I, I really think that one of the things that we should be keeping an eye on is how successful is Microsoft this year at E3? Uh if they, you know, really bring down the house and people are excited about what they have to say, then I, I assume Sony will be like, hey, we can't miss out on that two years in a row. Right? Because you're now giving Microsoft the biggest platform for free, essentially. You're saying, yeah. here, have have all the attention that you want. Uh, which only makes sense in the situation where you know what you have to offer is going to be less so than what the competition has to offer. And that makes total sense this year. I don't foresee it being a thing moving forward. And I think at the very least, like Marco said, they'll have to have their own events, um, maybe scheduled around E3, so that all of the attention doesn't go to Nintendo and Microsoft at that point. Okay. It just Um, makes me think of uh, Tanacon when that was a thing. So, what is that? Uh, so a YouTuber was mad at VidCon for whatever reason. So in this oh, essence, that's right. yeah. Sony <laughs> is pissed at whatever the hell E3 for whatever reason or Microsoft, who knows. They're mad at them. So they're like, let's do our own thing. So they're going to do it right across the street and it's all going to go to hell. And they'll be like, well, we tried. And that's kind of what <laughs> EA ended up doing. EA currently has their own little area. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's where we're moving. Like... I'm sad as somebody who's attended E3 in the past and really enjoyed my experience. But I think what everybody wants is their own space. <laughs> everybody wants their own their own event where they can control how things uh, are moving forward. And we've already seen that from EA. Microsoft is kind of already doing that. Uh, Nintendo is one of the few spots left where all of their resources are poured right into the E3 show floor. So... We'll see moving forward. Okay, we have a lot of questions to get to. So um, let's, this is a follow up sort of on an earlier topic about Activision and Blizzard. Um, Toby asks any thoughts on Blizzard not giving out event updates to Overwatch for a good year to focus on more, to focus more on just the esports scene? So essentially, I think what Toby's asking here is. Blizzard is trading resources for the more casual Overwatch player in exchange for the competitive scene. Uh, I know you're probably the biggest into Overwatch here, Dakota. What do you think about this kind of move? I'm a little confused by the question. So they're putting money from their esports into their more casual pool? So then let's take the overarching question. They're pouring more of their resources into esports than they are the game itself. I mean, I feel like that's what they have to do because esports is mm. kind of what keeps your game afloat and that's right. where money is for most of these competitive online games um and overwatch esports scene has not been doing great um pretty sure last i heard like there was actually some kind of controversy where it was just like right with, with yeah. overwatch's esports and i'm pretty sure they're trying to put more focus into that and hope hopefully thinking that'll bring in some kind of revenue yeah, I, I mean, Overwatch was the, they had the Owl League on um, ESPN and things like that. So Toby also asked what our thoughts were on esports going to mainstream television, um, which I actually think is kind of neat. 
I, I don't know if if you guys have any opinions about this, but I definitely don't feel as if games need to be gated to places like Twitch. I'd much rather see them in popular spots like ESPN or, you know, FX or like whatever. seeing them move into places of, like, more visibility, ESPN, mm-hmm. even, like, if they had, like, their own, I'm pretty sure there's, like, an eSports channel specifically, like e, ESPN for gaming. Sure. I'm pretty sure they have their own little, like, segment for that. But I feel like it, because I think there's still kind of this stigmatized idea of, like, oh, you're just playing video games kind of a thing. Right. Um, and especially, like, I feel like having eSports in a more visible area, I feel like just kind of creates, like, more of a, how do you say, like, like a like a better mindset around someone yeah. watching another person, even just playing video games yes. or, you know, trying to get real good at a game and being, like, I obsessive totally with that. one game. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I, I definitely think as we move forward, watching more esports on mainstream television would be good. I think, like Dakota said, it sort of lowers the stigma involved in watching other people play games, <laughs> which is something we all like to do. So it's good. That's a net good thing. Um, all right. So we have one from uh, from Nikos, Pyrrhus Nikos. I, I hope I'm getting that name uh, right. So this is this is a really interesting one, too. Um, do you guys think that more game companies should try to cooperate slash license um, with each other to do serious crossovers along the lines of Smash Bros. and Blaze Blue? Marcos, I'll start with you here since you're sort of the expert on all cro- all things crossover. Blaze oh Blue, Kingdom Hearts, <clears throat> Smash Bros. Uh, is this something you want to see more of? It apparently oh, seems you yeah. like this. Obviously, like yeah. I would love for Square Enix and Nintendo to come back together and do another RPG game. Yeah, but they kind of um, did that, didn't they? Sort of. That was sort of what uh, Octopath was. No, cool. Octopath is completely uh, Nintendo. No, Square no. Enix. Oh, can that's all Square, Square Enix. Enix. Yeah, Tokyo RPG is like a small team within Square Enix. Okay, I always yeah. get confused there because it was Nintendo Switch exclusive. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So was Lost. No, actually, no. I think Lost Sphere was just on both. But yeah. Okay. So like they're so good together, but they crossovers. haven't like worked together. So what about character crossovers then? Like, Ooh, like, like stuff like Blaze Blue and all that. Yes. Yeah. Well, the thing about Bla- the Blaze Blue cross tag game is uh, all of those characters are from Arxis, and Arxis owns that game. The only uh, weird crossover was the Ruby characters, which is from Rooster Teeth. Mm, right. So Dakota, if you had to like had a dream crossover, what it what does that look like? A dream crossover. Yeah. Probably ooh, like some kind of uh, this is this is an obvious answer. Yeah, just go but for it. Some kind of Animal Crossing Harvest Moon crossover where it's like <laughs> either Animal Crossing has more like farming elements or I get to talk to like little animal people in Harvest Moon. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like fun. I think I think my ideal crossover is something like banjo kazooie popping up in like master chief's world she's like (laughs) it's like an easter egg of some kind where banjo just pops up and he's like "Uh uh-huh and that's all we get and that's our our announcement for banjo kazooie he comes up from behind the arbiter and just stabs him with an energy sword while kazooie just squawks oh my god yes i didn't know i needed this but seriously yeah and they all talk in that really bad uh 
dialogue. Oh my god! Sounds. <laughs> <laughs> we figure out that the, like Master Chief has like been issued severe brain damage. Like, <laughs> well, that's why Master Chief never takes off his helmet because he's actually just Monty Mole. Whatever that guy. Is. Yeah. Uh, so, well, in all seriousness, yeah, this is something I want to see more. of. Companies cooperating. One of my favorite things about um, the the Mario plus Rabbids uh, game was the, just the crossover and like the sheer amount of love that was created. They were like, "Wow, we get to work with Mario! That's amazing!" I, I just I love how excited people get about getting a chance to work with other artists and their creations. So, absolutely yeah. great question. Um, so, let's move on to a couple other ones. These are email questions. Um, this is from an anonymous uh, an anonymous listener. What is the origin story behind your online usernames? Um, we'll start Oof. with Dakota, because I know Dakota's. Oof. I guess I got to say vagina on stream now. Yeah, well, we already did. <laughs> Don't worry. That's, oh. been, that's been crossed off. Marcos with Oh, Tubi. yeah, he did that last week, yeah. huh? Okay. I did uh, that he did like, last week and this week. Yeah, I was talking about Tubi's uh, okay. oh, reproductive okay. organs. We're good. <laughs> I'm not the first one. Yeah. Um, well, my, my online username on Twitchy when I first joined was OMSorts. OMSorts. Uh, yeah. yeah, I say OMSorts. Everyone that <laughs> else just says OMSorts. Um, it was that because that's just kind of been my go-to thing for everything. And I mean, it still generally is. Um, which it was just like a, like a CAPTCHA. Like, hey, enter these random string of letters and you're good. Which is where that came from. And I just kind of stuck with it. But then at some point, I was literally, it was in Ben's stream. Everyone was like, oh my god, uh, a women? And I was like... <laughs> a women? <laughs> I was like, huh, okay. And then I changed my name to Spy Gina because it was like I'm infiltrating a man's space and I have a vagina. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, honestly, it feels really dignified at this point. Like, I, I, I love that origin story. You, you went into a place. Well, who knows? I had like four viewers, so three of them <laughs> yeah. were probably guys. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's hear your origin story then. Oh man, like ever since like I made usernames, I've always had Twinkie something attached uh -huh. to it. It would either be like Twinkie Slayer, Twinkie Hunter, Twinkie Killer, that kind of shit. I just really, I really like the name Twinkie. Okay. And this time, I really like the way Twinkie Pie sounded. It always felt fun. And apparently it turned out that it was because it's really close to a My Little Pony character. <laughs> which opened the world to many uh, situations. Yeah, I see you get that sometimes. People ask about that yeah. and you're like, no, I just like this name. I just like the name, man. I, I, I always have Twinkie because I, it's just what I've done with since Halo, I think. I, I won't lie. When I first saw your username, I was like, when I first just like, I shouldn't say saw you as a person, but like, you know, as an online entity. I was like, hmm, not a fan of this man because his name was Pink Twinkie Pie, whatever, and his color was pink. I'm like, he is definitely a brony, and I don't trust him. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I always, I would always be uh, viewed, uh, thought of like as a woman, but uh, as of the 37, it's because Evil Moment 37 is legendary within the fighting game community. Everybody knows it. It's the Daigo Perry. So it's godlike, man. Nice. That's basically where it came from. I like that. Mine's yeah. less exciting. I uh, I had the name Bad News Ben for a while. And I remember going to some sort of event and they were like, you should have a more professional email. So I put 
<laughs> I decided Bend, which was fine because my last name was taken. So I put German instead, like as in the country. So it was like a play on Benjamin, which also now in hindsight is not very serious. I don't know what I was thinking. See, I but, really uh, like the username Bad News Ben, and I'm like, man, that's a lot cooler than Ben German. It whatever. is. It is. I agree. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I just ended up with Ben German and then 10. I was born on 1031, which is Halloween. So. I just didn't want too many numbers in there, so I stuck with 10. Um, pretty boring. Yeah, mine's mine's not great. Okay. Um, so this never <laughs> too late for a rebrand. <laughs> That's true. This is from a, a user uh, whose email address I well, I won't say out loud, but they're <laughs> they they signed their name Benger 2.0. So I <laughs> um, I don't know who this is, but what's the worst controller of all time and why is it the Duke? which is the Xbox controller. Marcos, do you think the Duke is the worst controller of, of all time? I, I don't I love the I don't, Duke. I, love I don't the think Duke. the Duke is terrible in any way. They wouldn't have remade the Duke and resold it if it was that bad. Yeah. But in my honest opinion. Okay, hit us with it. I hate, I hate the GameCube controller. Oh! oh what? <laughs> wow. What? Hate it. No. Wow. That was a shocker. I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, I was like, in even my head, I was like, oh, I, I was curious because I'm like, man, I don't have any strong feelings against any controller, so I wonder what he'll say. Then my heart just fell out of my body. Huh. Not a fan. Not, not a fan at all. Dakota, what do you think? I'm, I'm upset. i love the gamecube controller (laughs) so what controller do you hate i don't know okay i well i've played on a gamecube we've got the what is that what's the wii the wii controller i guess yeah the wii mote the wii mote um (laughs) playstation controllers are similar and xbox controllers like it's all just controllers okay those are like like my only answer is what I guess would have to be the N sixty four, just because oh. I hate those three like little. I think it's a bad it controller. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I love the sixty four controller. And like it's just so big, and the buttons are so small. The one analog stick is just super awkward. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> like, so so yeah. weird. And the three prongs, just yeah, yeah super weird. Okay, it looks great. So my answer here, and I think this is also a shocker, is the dual <laughs> shocker, the dual shock three. <laughs> You're uh, really wow. getting in on these puns, aren't you, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate the rounded analog sticks. I hate them. I, I th- they would always mess up or like just always terrible. And like after a while, even if you don't eat that, like I'm very careful with my controllers. They'd get like weird and stiff, like just. Gross! I did not like. I did not like you know the what? DualShock Three. I feel that yeah, du- the I DualShock Four is a huge improvement, and I do love the DualShock Four. But yeah, hate the hate the three. Good question, yeah. Benger Two Point <laughs> um, Okay, here's another one. I'm not sure because this wasn't message from her Twitter account, but I have a a viewer on my Twitch channel by the name of Yankee Gal, and I think this may be oh, her. Boy. She sent uh, a question. You mentioned changing the way you address Patreon members. Would you ever sing, sing them, <laughs> Dakota? Would you would you ever sing the Patreon, <laughs> the Patreon names? <laughs> yes. Yeah, 100%. Marcus. What about you? <laughs> yeah, Scott. Glad. We we could commission Justin to make us a rap. 
Okay. <laughs> oh no! All right, moving on, moving on. Uh, okay, just a one one game answer here. What is the hardest game you've ever beaten, Marcos? Ever beaten? Yeah. Or like just uh, ever played through, platted, uh, whatever. Probably Bloodborne. Bloodborne, yeah. Oh, that game at the end, the the end of the platinum. Dakota, what do you think? Uh, I don't have one because when games get too hard, I stop. Okay. <laughs> so you've never you've never actually beaten a hard game, is what you're saying? Um, I mean, I got stuck on Octopath Traveler for a long time, and I haven't beaten it. So, yeah. <laughs> um, oh for me, you know, I'll just go with recency effects. Super Mario Bros. Three was just super tough. People are gonna laugh at me, but man, yeah. that game is. Hard. I saw the struggle, man. Yeah. Like. I'm not touching that game after watching what you went no. through. No. A lot of people, I, I really liked it. A lot of people who weren't like normal uh, viewers of mine came in. They were like, yeah, I never beat this game. So I just wanted to come see the end. So that was kind of <laughs> nice. It was like, okay, at least some people get it. Some people get the struggle. Okay. Um, that was asked by another, I think either the same anonymous um, listener or a different one. Okay. Uh, here's from Alex. Uh, maybe this is a broader question that can be directed to either podcast. I assume they mean the Ludo Narrative podcast or our own. Do you prefer games um, that point you uh, in the right direction or point where to go next, Dakota? So like games that sort of hold your hand and tell you, hey, you're headed that direction now. Or do you like more the Breath of the Wild experience where you can go wherever you feel like? I hate being a... As I say, I've never beaten a hard game. Yeah. <laughs> I hate being handheld through a game. Um, uh-huh. I think uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a good example because, like, if you don't turn off all the stupid pop-ups, even with the, like, it'll literally just give you a straight line to walk to when the game's supposed to be about like you explore a little bit, you get hints. Right. Um, even then, the hints are like super obvious and easy, and I'm like, ugh. I, I like kind of doing my own thing. I like maybe yeah. slight guidance where it's like, hey, this is maybe something a little more than just like vague, like one word. I don't know how to describe like answer. Yeah, like, sure. I get but that. The Dark Souls like, choice. Yeah. It's like, hey, you got to you gotta kill these four beasts, but whatever else you do is kind of up to you, I guess. And whatever order you want, like you can go in any direction. Yeah. I, I, I like that too. Um, Marcos, what do you think? Uh, I'm a typical male. I'm bad at directions, and uh, I need at least a waypoint. Otherwise, I'm probably going to get lost. Okay. I think I'm kind yeah. of in that same boat. I don't like my hand being held, but like I, I just... If, I, if, I, if you don't have me telling me where to go next, then I, sometimes I'll take forever. And there are instances where games... I think the worst thing is where when games tell you exactly where to go next... But then they give you all of these options right around you. So it's like you never, it's like Assassin's Creed. I hate that. Oh, yeah. I hate that. Just either do nothing at all. I hate when they have the little markers that say like, hey, there's another item just 10 feet from here. It's like, no, I don't want to know that. Let me discover (laughs) it. I'll do it on my own. Yeah. I hate hate that. Okay. Um, Here's a question from HBaby. I am someone who likes to listen to every episode available of the podcast. Because the podcast has gotten better over time, thank you. Are there plans to revisit concepts like the conspiracy theory episodes in season one? Yes! Huge shout, yes. Big mood, big mood, yes. 
I think we we all kind of agree that that's something we. I don't know if Marcos wants to go back to conspiracy theory, but we've yes. talked about revisiting old. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That'll be my episode. I'm leading uh, the way, bitches. Hitch <laughs> maybe asked maybe. another question. Oh, dude, go ahead, Marcos. If you had a no, I was gonna say like maybe for like Halloween or some shit. I'm not ready to put up a tinfoil hat again. Yeah, <laughs> maybe in a little bit. Um, okay, so. This is another question from H Baby. What does the future of video games look like? I'm just gonna leave it at that. They said, uh, "Would it look like a, a further push toward realistic graphics, VR? What are you thinking? Like, what does the future of video games look like? Let's say 50 years from now, Marcos. 50, 50 years, years from now. yeah. <sighs> games are probably going to be streamed. Uh, yeah, and they're gonna sure, look. They're probably gonna look great. VR." will most likely be as common as a home console. And uh, we might actually just have like one or two consoles okay. outside of a PC. I actually think we probably won't even have hardware at that point. I think we'll have yeah. like 50 years from now is a long time. But yeah, I'll be I, think, old. I think we'll have some sort of augmented reality like um you remember when microsoft did the what was it microsoft lens i forget what they they called it the google glass no not google glass microsoft they had oh microsoft yeah they, they microsoft. had some sort of augmented reality um uh, the remember? microsoft glass i don't know no at e3 they showed off like the minecraft table and they they if you put on the glasses you could see your minecraft world like visualize yeah it was really neat um but at, obviously super expensive and prohibitive like there's not a whole lot of i don't i i don't think a lot of people have it um but i think augmented reality is kind of the thing of the future so we'll just see games like we'll put on a pair of glasses we'll enter some sort of like green room or whatever and up goes the entire world around us and it's not some like integrated visual experience it is literally our physical surrounding but you know not physical the hololens hololens that's, what, that's what it was called thank you yeah it was a neat little thing i remember that i when i was at e3 there was a huge booth because apparently the hololens halo event was really cool but it wasn't it was just a demo so i don't think we ever got to see more of that dakota what do you think yeah i'm in the same boat where i think like augmented reality reality will be a thing and ideally mm -hmm. 50 years from now i get to have like my own real life pokemon Yes, we need that. I okay. Here's here's a quick little story before we get to our last question. When I was a kid, I asked my dad, "What are the odds of Pokemon existing in real life?" Like, so I said, "Not on planet Earth, but on some other planet, maybe the Moon." And my dad said, "Fifty percent." To that day, I'm holding him to that number. Pokemon <laughs> exists somewhere, somewhere else. Fifty percent chance uh, that Pokemon exists. Okay. So I have one individual question. This is from uh, Alejandro, I think is how I would say this. So they asked an individual question for each of us. Um, so I'll go with Dakota first. Dakota, who's your favorite Animal Crossing character? <gasps> oh, this is so hard. There's so many villagers that I love. Actually, you know what? I guess it's... Oh, this is hard. Oh, I think... <laughs> <laughs> when I think of I th when I think of Animal Crossings, I think of good old Cap'n. He's the Cap'n. He's he's a, he's a Kappa, 
and he like rows you a little boat and he'll usually take you to the island where there's like oh, that's bugs nice. and stuff and it's summer all the time. That's uh nice. outside of just like a like a character character um if I had to go with a villager oh shoot villagers are hard. My top 3 villagers, Mo, <laughs> Rold, and um Bam. Done. Okay. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so also Alejandro asking uh, for Marcus. <laughs> Favorite Street Fighter game? Hashtag save the podcast. <laughs> oh, what a hero. I love that he has a, a hashtag. Oh, Favorite Street Fighter game? Yeah. Street Fighter Third Strike. Street Fighter Third Strike. And then for me, what's the juiciest rumor you've heard but have yet to report on? Uh, so I, t- I talk about this sometimes, so I'm not a games journalist, um, really at all. I, I used to work in games journalism, and as a result, I have a few different connections like scattered about, um, and really the last juicy rumor I heard was uh, that Death Stranding was going to be delayed, and ultimately it was, despite nobody wanting to hear that, um, that it, it, it was going to be pushed back a while. Um, the the most recent thing I'm hearing is that Borderlands 3 is in sort of a state of decay, and that's not something I want to hear as a Borderlands fan. Um, I really like the Borderlands games, but they're struggling to figure out when and how they want to market that because the game itself is mostly ready, and there's some people who think the game uh, is ready to go. There are some people who are thinking, no, it's not ready to be shown off. We don't, it, so I don't know. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing that I've I've heard, and I'm I'm always skeptical to report these kinds of things because the the honest answer is that I am not a games journalist and I don't know a lot of these things for sure. I can't verify them. I I just hear what I hear. So anyway, that'll do it. That was this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you. I, I since we got to I got to almost all of them, but I've saved a couple in case we want to do this again. So. Um, if I didn't get to your question this time, I apologize. We'll hopefully be able to do that next time. Um, again, thank you for all of our listeners to sending those in. And uh, let's go ahead and sign off. Dakota, you changed your name, your Twitter <laughs> handle. Where yes, can people I'm an, find I'm you a, now? I, re, I, I rebranded. Now you can find me at Spygina. There's two A's at the end. Two A's at the end. You have to find them. Because <laughs> uh, Spygina was, with one A, was taken, apparently. Wow. Wow. You have a, you have a fan out there. Someone's coming for my brand. Yeah. <laughs> coming for your brand. Marcos, what about you? Yo, TwinkiePie37 on Twitter. Marcos Carmona, I'm the cute one. No, never change. Never I'm change. I'm expecting more Twitter followers I might get cuter, though. Yeah, maybe you can get, get a handful of Twitter followers now. Uh, okay, so I am at BenjaminPlays on Twitter, or you can find me Benjamin Ten at twitch.tv um i think that's about it i have a review that's out now psychonauts i reviewed psychonauts um that's up on epiloggaming.com go check that out and we have a bunch of stuff coming out in the next week so keep an eye on the website all right that'll do it i'm ben volmer for dakota and marcos we'll see you next week thanks everybody for listening kermit